Well, here we are, you guys. We're recording two weeks in a row. And I just have I know, to say, crazy. I actually heard from a lot of people after it released last week. And they were like, oh my gosh, finally. Like, I'm so excited. You, I've been waiting for you guys to release another episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? really? <laughs> they were like, and then, oh my gosh, last night when we were recording this it's Tuesday. So on Monday night, I went to a Nuggets game with like some people from my work. And I rode with this girl who from my work who listens to the podcast. I got in her car and she had the music up really loud. And she was like, oh my gosh, sorry, the music is up so loud. She's like, I was listening to her podcast earlier and it's kind of quiet. And she's like, so I had the volume up, but I had to change it to music really quick when you got in the car because I didn't want it to just be like your podcast when you got in the car. (laughs) I was like, honestly, that's that must be what it's like to like hear yourself on the radio or something, you know, you get in someone else's car. And, and they're, they're playing. playing your podcast. Yeah. yeah. And then my other friend texted me. It, but it's even it, it's even more embarrassing if you get in your own car and you're playing and your you're own podcast your and own someone podcast. else is there. <laughs> you're like you're listening like, to your own album. Weird. It's yeah, or like you're watching yourself uh, on TV if you're a newscaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only newscasters. <laughs> Only yeah, newscasters it was it was really funny. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Anytime anyone listens, I'm like surprised. I don't know why, yeah, but I'm me like too. this guy texted me who I haven't talked to in a while, and he sent me like a picture from inside his car of like the you know the little thing that shows like what's playing, and it was our podcast, and he was like, finally, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're listening to this? Like, thank you so much. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, uh, what's been happening? I see you have more life updates than just I'm sad this week. So I'm very excited (laughs) to hear what's been going on. Honestly, that episode really helped me. That's great. Yeah. I just feel like it it just did a really good job of making me realize that I don't want to go through the same things that I do every year. And if I know better then I should do better. If you Um, know better, do better. What is that from? (laughs) Uh, I think that's a I quote think it's by, a quote from Maya Angelou. But, Maya <laughs> but the way that you said it made it seem like it was from pop culture. There's like some there's like some show go on. <laughs> After Daylight Savings, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get my shit together and I'm gonna do all these things that I kind of just like fell off doing when I got a boyfriend because I just didn't feel like I had time to do that. And that was really on me where I didn't like set clear boundaries with my boyfriend to say like hey, I really need to do X, Y, Z in order to not fall into a deep, dark depression. (laughs) (laughs) And he, and even at the time, I know he would have been like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Do that. Yeah, definitely do that. But it's very common for me to kind of feel embarrassed by my mental illness, as I'm sure you felt that in the past. Yeah. And And it's hard, like at the beginning of a relationship too. mm -hmm. Like you're just, you love being together. You don't want to scare them off either. Yeah. (laughs) Be like, hey, just by the way, I have crippling depression sometimes. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to prioritize <laughs> reading above you, but don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, so I have been saying like, I need to set aside time. Like we can still hang out and stuff, uh, you know, most days, but I just need to do yoga before I like come over because that's something that really, really helps me every day. I need to really prioritize having a clean room. I need to prioritize Uh, taking time for myself, eating better, working out. And so I've been doing those things for the past like three days. It's crazy. I feel like so much better. Really? Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) you would think, (laughs) I mean, you would think that like doing something for your mental health will make your mental health better, but just like 
that doesn't like fit in my brain. (laughs) It honestly doesn't click until you do it. Like it's so easy to be like, this is what you should do. Like people know a lot of people know what they should do, but then when you start doing it and actually like making it a habit and doing it every single day or whatever, whatever it is, all of a sudden you have this like moment of clarity where you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is really helping me. Who would have thunk? (laughs) Yeah. Who would have thought that being in my room, lights low, candles on, just doing a bunch of nice relaxing stretches to yoga with Adrian would make me feel less stressed out. It seems so obvious, but (laughs) honestly, yoga with Adrian is, that's one of my recommendations. I'm just going to, Oh my, I'm just taking it on right now. (laughs) I like, don't even think that there's a more pure person in this world than Adrian. No, I saw a tweet or something the other day that was like yoga with Adrian is the closest thing we have in this country to free healthcare. <laughs> oh my God. That is 100% true. 100% and, true. And I, not only that, but she's just gotten me through some tough times. So yeah. Recommendation number one that we can agree on is yoga with Adrian. Recommendation number two, hopefully is a clear album. I told Nicole to listen to it. And if she didn't listen to it, there's going to be some words. <laughs> there's going to be hell raised. <laughs> um, no, I did listen to it the other day. I was running errands. It was so good, obviously. I mean, what did we expect? It was so good. So relaxing. So nice. Mm-hmm. Like I just put it on. I was driving around running all my errands, went through the car wash with it on, which was like an ethereal experience. Oh my God. It was so I'm great. Do that tomorrow. And all I wanted was just to like be at a park in France at sunset doesn't just like sound like Mm -hmm. that was like the vibe it was giving me yeah especially blouse sounds like that mm -hmm. and then also it has some kind of like almost 70s vibes yeah yeah I I really like that as well yeah it's just a good album to like listen to start to finish Mm -hmm. yep there's not a single bad song on it yeah I like to say that it's a it's an album of sad ass bangers honestly you kind of froze can you see me now? I'm sorry. Did you hear the thing I said about sad ass bangers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Put that in the episode. That's important. Yeah, um, yes. No, I loved it. Thank you so much for the recommendation. It was great. It was, it was just mm-hmm. so nice to drive around to. And it's like, yeah, just very calming. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. I've been focusing on my mental health and I've been reading so much lately. And I feel like that's been helping because I've just like trying to minimize stress as much as I can. And I'm reading this really good book right now. It's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. And the book is written by a therapist who talks about her experiences, not only therapizing. That's not the word. No, that's it. (laughs) That's got to be it. Providing therapy to (laughs) people. And also she's going to a therapist herself because she's going through a hard time as well. And so it's about being on both sides of the room in either chair, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And it's so good because first of all, Nicole and I are pretty big advocates of therapy, but I also think that people who go to therapy and say they don't like it really go in with completely wrong expectations or the therapist they choose is just not the right one for them and they give up because of that. Yep. This book really talks about what the goal of therapy is, what kind of problems to avoid when going into it, but then also it shows us a lot about the humanity 
of people and how like even in the people that were like well this person's like the biggest jerk I've ever met there's still so much humanity in them and there's still something to learn from it so that is really good and I recommend that who's it by it's by Lori Gottlieb Gottlieb so that is so funny that you mentioned that because there's an episode of girls gotta eat where they have her on and she talks about it it's episode 148 i'll try to find it and send it to you that's awesome that could be interesting to listen to yeah but i just thought of that and i was like wait wait that book sounds familiar yeah that's not i really want to read that that sounds really good right it's i really recommend it and then my next recommendation is i just watched knives out again have you seen it i've never seen it i need to watch it it is so good it's like probably my favorite comfort movie and daniel craig is amazing in it he Daniel Craig is usually English, but he has a Southern draw this in this movie. movie. Yeah. And he it's he's so good in it. And it's just it's I just think you would love it. Um, okay. Maybe I'll watch that. And then every week you'll just give Rex and I will consume them. And then I'll talk about them in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Any work. No work. Done. Okay. No work at all. And then my last recommendation is just the funniest TikTok of Kanye I've ever seen and it's this it's this part of the Joe Rogan podcast when Kanye was on it this is the funniest TikTok I've ever seen and it's where Kanye is wondering how much does the earth cost and that he wants to build mechanical bees wait can I send it to you really quickly yeah send it over that just reminded me have you seen the video it's like a it's like from SNL and it's Pete Davidson and he's talking about Kanye Pete Davidson is like Kanye is out there out here like this is the real me I'm off the meds whatever and Pete Davidson's like take him it's fine (laughs) he's like I take him (laughs) there's no shame in that whatever and he's like (laughs) he's like what if a what if a pilot came over the intercom and said hey everybody this is the real me flying today He's an interesting man, um, <laughs> to say the yeah. least. So that's um, that's my recommendations <laughs> for the week. Um, what else have you been up to since I've been talking for a million years and the roles have been switched from the last episode? I know, oh my gosh. Yeah, we're really on a new wavelength today. Jackie's back in action. <laughs> well, as you all know, I listened to the new Claro album. That was fantastic. The highlight of my week, really. I went to a Nuggets game last night, which was my first Nuggets game. I've never been. It was like these engineers that we work with on certain projects have a suite at the Pepsi center or ball arena. They invited us to come to a game. So I went to that, which was so fun. I've never been to an NBA game before. So anyway, that was fun. There was like a little bit of a fight that broke out kind of this one player that's on the nuggets got ejected. Well, he, they were saying he might get suspended. I don't know what's going to happen, but I also don't care, but (laughs) (laughs) literally could not care less. That was a fun experience. Like they had a suite. I've never been in a suite before, even though I designed them all day long. I'm constantly working on sweet designs. I've never even been in one, but that was a good time. My next life update is that I went out on Friday night with my friend, Nicole, and I haven't gone out in like so long. And we were just kind of like meeting up with some of her friends from college that I didn't know. And she's like, Oh, they have a reservation at happy camper. Like you should come. And I was like, all right, I'm down. Anyway, we went back to her house. Well, actually I Ubered home before her and I couldn't get into her house because I didn't have keys. It's like her family's house. She lives with her parents. So I had to go and knock on her brother's window well in the basement 
And I was like throwing rocks at the window, like, Michael, Michael, let me in. <laughs> and he had to go upstairs and let me in. And uh, he just was probably like this girl. But Nicole wanted to stay out. And I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. Anyway, I woke up the next morning with a broken blood vessel. Can you see this in my eye? Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. It was so small when I first noticed it. I woke up in the morning. And it's so weird because I took my contacts out the night before when mm-hmm. I got back to her house. And I didn't notice it. Like, I had had, like, a couple drinks. But I would have seen that, I feel like. It was, like, this. it's, like, this bright red spot on your eye. Didn't see it. Woke up and went in the bathroom in the morning. And I saw it. And I was, like, okay. Like, I don't know what that's from. It's only gotten bigger. I look like a... I look like I'm from like children of the corn or something like something <laughs> super weird is going on. It's just spreading and everyone's like, oh, it's like going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm like, that's just like an inspirational quote. Like you're just saying that, <laughs> you know, you're not an you, don't know, you don't really know what you're talking about. No, but it actually does spread and then it like starts to go away. Okay. So that was my, those are most of my updates. Now I have a question. This is not really probably, you probably don't even care about this at all, but there's like a hot debate, which I'm sure, you know, that either you decorate for Christmas like either the Christmas season starts after Halloween or after Thanksgiving. And that's like a big debate among people who celebrate Christmas. And I love that you brought this to me because I have absolutely no cares about it. No cares. No cares. It's like this huge debate where right when, right after Halloween, people will start being like, so excited to start playing Christmas music. And like, I put up my tree on November 1st. I'm like, that is honestly psychotic. I hate to even say it, but so, check yourself in. Um, here, here's my opinion on it, okay? Yeah. I You can put up lights, like, November 1st. Like, I love yeah. Christmas lights, and I don't like seeing, like, all the Christmassy stuff. Like, I don't like seeing Santa in your yard or a nativity scene. Like, I really just want to punt those things, mostly. <laughs> but I love, like, a untasteful light. You know, yeah, like a uh, nice lights on a house or like on the mm-hmm. trees always look nice. You can have that stuff right. up year round. Even, if you even want. having a tree that I can see from the window, that's fine. Looks nice. Please do not play Christmas music around me until like December, like twentieth. Honestly, I don't want to hear it. Um, second of all, I don't want to hear people like talk about buying stuff for Christmas until end of November. Well, and that's what's so crazy is that. On November 1st, stores start advertising their like holiday mm-hmm. sales yep. or like things for holidays. And I think that's what, what people are like, oh my gosh, it's the Christmas season. I'm like, it is not basically my question here, which isn't really for you specifically, because if anyone doesn't know, Jackie doesn't celebrate Christmas, but <laughs> it's is is the hol- does the Christmas season start November 1st? Now I will say the holiday season, sure. That mm-hmm. starts on October 31st. Because honestly, think, it starts October 1st for me because I'm like, Halloween is a month Halloween, long thing. Yeah. Halloween is like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the holiday season, like the last three months of the year. Sure. It is not the Christmas season until Thanksgiving Day, I think. Like, I get in the Christmas spirit a lot on Thanksgiving Day because they have the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Mm-hmm. You're with always your like, family. Yeah. There's always like yeah. holiday stuff going on with that, like Christmas type things or just like all the holidays that kind of happen in December. Also, like once Thanksgiving comes, it's like a sprint to the end of the year where like mm-hmm. no day looks the same and there's no rhyme or rhythm and you're just waiting for the next year to start. You right. Know? 
it's so chaotic. I feel like, so not until Thanksgiving though. Yeah. So some people really do be out here being like, it's the Christmas season, all of November, all of December. I'm like, that's honestly too long for me. That takes away the like joy and fun of it because it just Mm -hmm. is lasting too long. It's like when it's still snowing and the end of May and you're like, right. Okay. I'm sick of winter. Yeah. Like I want to really enjoy it. And so I just want to have like those 25 days to like, yeah. Or whatever. I just want to have those three to four days. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I want literally no time time (laughs) at all, but I just think it doesn't matter at all, but this is my hot take. I'm going to let November be November. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I know you're not going to agree with this either, but to be honest, Christmas music is annoying and I don't like it. I mean, I'm not like a big like Christmas music person. I think I used to be a little bit more, but I just have a few songs that I like that are like special to me because I listened to them growing up or something. And then that's kind of it. Like I, I'm not into like all these different artists doing all their own holiday albums, Mm -hmm. which I think is like kind of hopefully like going out the door. It's like kind of yeah, I, and I think it's this, just like chewy. mostly a capitalistic impulse to be able to make right, more money like, to like off the holiday album. season, and it's not even hard to do. It's not and covers. Like, it doesn't ever. Everyone's like, "Oh, Justin Bieber's Christmas album. Oh, this person, this person." I'm like, I only care about Mariah Carey's rendition of "All I Want for Christmas Is You." That's the yeah. one celebrity I want to hear singing Christmas songs. I actually I used to love. That. <laughs> You're like, I don't even want that. <laughs> it's that, and then like the bands like. Trans-Siberian Orchestra or like Mannheim Steamroller where they do like spooky Christmas and it's just instrumental. I love that too. Oh yeah. I do like spooky Christmas. I love spooky Christmas. Here's the thing. I was trying to explain spooky Christmas to a friend of mine and he simply did not get it. And I was like, here's why I like the Polar Express. Mm -hmm. It's spooky. The Polar Express is the, is the best Christmas movie. It is. Oh, thank you so much. We will bring this up closer to Christmas or the holiday season. Mm -hmm. The Polar Express is the best Christmas to me. If you're out here saying Elf, no, you're not. Elf is not good. Elf is so stupid, in my opinion. It's so dumb, and I'm certainly getting canceled for that because everyone's like, Elf's the best movie. And here I am being like, just because so many people like it doesn't mean it's dumb. In this case, (laughs) it does. (laughs) I just never- I've I've seen it more than once, and that's too many times. Yeah. I've seen seen it a couple times. times. Yeah, and I'm like, it's just not- I don't get excited. With the Polar Express, something about it is just like- a little off it's giving like charlie and the chocolate factory with johnny depp like off vibes you know where you're just like something about this is just like a little creepy but, and i'm but also for it's it. like it, it really celebrates the magical aspect of christmas which i think is i mean i don't really know but like yeah. i think that's the thing about christmas that people like is that yeah. there is a little magic in it yeah it's and like i mean something... not that there isn't an elf but it's just the magic is so ridiculous that's not really believable yeah it's like just so like kitschy in that movie whereas like in the polar express it's just like kind of that movie's kind of like mysterious in a way where there's just anyway people have seen it i don't need to explain the movie but like but people anyway, get it. i was trying to explain like why i love the spookiness or like you said kind of this like magic of christmas that's a little mysterious and you're kind of like ooh, like it just feels kind of spooky he did not get it he was like that just is not i don't it's not like Halloween and he's like well do you like the nightmare before Christmas I'm like no that's not I'm not into like Tim Burton first of all it's just that's not that's not it so anyway well it's not even I wouldn't even say like maybe spooky isn't even the right word it's like kind of almost like isolation but in a good way where it's like 
I don't know, just like a really dark, snowy night. You just yeah. feel so far away from like life and like yeah. abilities and everything just kind of like stops and it's just you, which is like kind of scary in a way, kind of isolating, but like also it's like there's something like magical in it. Like anything could happen. Like a train yeah. could just like pop on by because no one so else knows true. that I'm here, you know? Right. There's like something about it where it's like, oh, like, and then he wakes up and the pocket is like, he rips the pocket again and then it's like did that was did you just imagine all that or like so then he like has the bell. express podcast it's literally like there's something we about it that's just our like, main topic of our episode we do have a good episode don't turn it off please oh my god this is actually um, gonna be the longest episode that we've had because like is. i'm pretty that's sure okay. that our intro has been like an hour well now that our intro was a thousand years long um <laughs> we are going to get into the topic of the episode which we're just going to be talking about what does it mean to you to be fulfilled at work or in your career. But when we talked about it, we were like, this kind of could apply just like across the board to a lot of areas of life. But we want to start off by talking about fulfillment at work, just mm-hmm. because we both like, I think we've both been experiencing feeling unfulfilled. And I do not think that that's uncommon, especially in this day and age to just yeah. be like, I am not happy here. I'm just getting up, going to the same job every day. Like, I just hate it. So many people just literally yeah. hate their job. I mean, my brother called me the other day and he was struggling with the same thing. And he just entered the work world, whereas like we've been in it for just a few years now. And, you know, you see older people in their jobs and they seem like a little bit less like stressed out. They seem more fulfilled, more satisfied. They don't seem like they as agitated by stuff as like millennials are. And I think it's just because they've gotten the hang of how to feel fulfilled at work and how to ask for what they want. And also just because maybe their generation didn't really care about that stuff. Yeah. Like in older generations, I guess, older than us, that was like kind of the dream was like to get this great job and be able to support your family or like that was kind of what everybody did. And now I think there's, there's all this information out there about other things that you could be doing. And there's all these other avenues that you can go down that a lot of people feel like they're not doing enough. So I guess we just, we want to start out by saying, like talking about why a lot of people, not everybody, but as a majority of people, we either feel unfulfilled at work. There's things we hate about our job. We just don't want to work, which like makes sense. Working for a living sucks, but Um, We do want to start out by saying that not being fulfilled at work can be caused by being underpaid or underbenefited. And this episode is not to be like, you can still find fulfillment at that job, even if you're not making a living wage. Like, (laughs) that's not the case at all. And it's honestly not possible. It's not like you are there. You're going to be struggling in so many different ways. So this is not like you can you can feel more fulfilled, but you'll never feel completely fulfilled. Right. At a job that's not paying you enough enough to like to literally to live live and live like not in a way where you're constantly stressed and constantly struggling like of course that's different than being like I just want I I just feel like like I'm more I'm more valuable than what I'm getting paid so but this is just more about like changing your mindset around work and career and life as a whole just to be able to find like more joy and fulfillment out of it yeah and you know there's a lot of jobs that might pay well that are like serving or like contractor work or freelance work where you're not 
actually hired by a company or just contracted by a company or for serving they they just don't give you any benefits usually because you're not 40 hours those jobs it can be really stressful because you have to find your own method for getting healthcare or taking days off or doing retirement stuff and investing opportunities and stuff like that that can be stressful if you don't have that and so I, and I honestly cannot believe I'm saying this because me even like two years ago and be like, you don't fucking care about this shit. Like PTO, you don't even know what that stands for. But that stuff really does matter because if you have to work for a living, those benefits are going to help you be less stressed at your job and in your life. Right. If you are missing these things mm-hmm. at your job. And that's the reason that you're feeling stressed or like, you don't like it because you're like, I'm not getting paid enough to pay my bills, or I'm not getting healthcare, a 401k PTO. That's different than what we're talking about. So we just wanted to kind of say that up front. Like we're not, you know, we're not out here just being like totally inconsiderate. This is just yeah. more about like having a job and what fulfillment even looks like to you. Because I think Another reason that we don't feel fulfilled at work is purely from what we see on social media or like within our community of people. It's, I just think social media can make it seem like you're missing out on something or like not doing enough. Um, we did a whole episode on this called Who Wants to Be an Influencer, which came out in June. That was on June 8th. We just kind of talk about like what you see on social media and how that can make you feel like you're lacking or like you, you need more, you need to be more successful. You need to like have this grind. And I think it can just push these unrealistic or like unnecessary messages that you need to like have more and be more and be the best in your field and start a successful company in order to feel happy in your career or happy in life or fulfilled. It's like almost this idea that if you aren't doing this, like super fun, super easy, or like exciting job or you're not traveling all over the world being that you can do on your own terms too yeah exactly like I think it gives us this idea that well I'm just working a nine-to-five desk job and that's so shamed in a way almost on social media like it's kind of like no one should have to do that that like don't waste your life doing that and it's like a hundred percent if you want to do something different do something different but it's not to say that you don't deserve to be fulfilled in that job. You shouldn't feel fulfilled. It's like, you almost feel like, well, if I like my nine to five job, I'm just settling. Oh, if I like my desk job, my life is just boring and I'm just accepting it for what it is. It's like, or maybe you really feel fulfilled there. Maybe you really like it. Like tons of people work jobs like this and they like it and you don't have to. It's just something I've been thinking about so much lately is like, I want to say I don't feel fulfilled, but really what does fulfillment even look like to me? You know? Yeah. One thing that I was talking about with my brother yesterday is that when you enter the workforce within all of the industries, there's like hundreds, if not thousands of different jobs that you can have. You can work on the admin side of it. You can work on the technical side of it. You can work on the actual like front facing side of it, customer side of it, sales side of it, whatever. There's many different facets to many different industries and you don't even know what's out there. You don't even know what you don't know. You don't know what jobs you could even have. And so a lot of the process of like going into the work world is just figuring out what is available to you. And 
what made me feel kind of unfulfilled at first is realizing that I've like kind of been lied to during college and high school in the way where it's like, you don't have to pick one thing, just pick an industry that interests you because you can jump around that industry and there's so much you can do and find what your strengths are, which will end up making you find the job that will make you most fulfilled. Yeah, I agree. And I love that you just were talking about all the different paths you can go down. Another thing that will happen when you get out into the workforce and you start working at a company and you know you like it there, but maybe your position just isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be, or it's not exactly what you want to be doing. A lot of times a company will work with you to help you with your career path. Like they want to know where you want to go with your career. They want to keep you as an employee because I think a lot of people forget that we're providing them with the labor. So they need the labor to keep this company afloat. They want to keep their employees around. Like that's their mm-hmm. job is to keep the employees. It's not our job. Especially right now. Right. Exactly. Especially right now. It's not, it's not necessarily our job to, I don't even know really the word, but it's like, I worked, I worked somewhere before I came back to the job I'm at now where it was a very small company and the owner was kind of just like delusional about keeping on employees. And she didn't really think it was her job to keep the employees. She just thought, oh, it's your job to come in here and like do my dirty work. And that's not how a good company will operate. Like they, at least at my company, like I've been kind of, you know, talking to some of my leadership about the fact that I'm not feeling totally fulfilled in like this field and that there's other things that I want to potentially explore. Not that I don't like interior design. It's just that I want to explore the things and I've talked about this in other episodes, but they will work with you to help you find the path that's right for you. You just have to speak up about it. And they've all been yeah. like so receptive. And I'm not saying everywhere's going to be like that, but they all have I been think like, that's the mark of a good company though. Right. They've been like, thank you so much for even bringing this up. It's very like refreshing that you're thinking about this and you're not just like following in the steps of what you're supposed to do. It's like, no, I want to do something where I feel like I'm a great asset and I can have yeah. um, several different, you know, areas that I work in and I feel more fulfilled because these are things that I'm interested in. I maybe create like some sort of new position. That's a great asset to the company or something, mm-hmm. because I want to explore these things. And so that's like a huge thing. I just love that you brought that up because it there's a, so many different types of positions and B you can forge your own career path, even if it's in a traditional job. I mean, yeah, totally. It doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be these like common positions. Like you might start there, but where you go is, I mean, we're so early in our careers, but all I ever hear from people is, oh, my career took all these different turns to end up where I am today. I hear that so often. Yeah. It's like, you're not stuck anywhere. So that's another thing. And and also, I don't know, like what your experience with this is, but like, all the companies that I've worked for, they've, while I've been there, they've made new positions for people. Right. It's like, all you have to do is kind of just speak up and talk about where you, what areas of work you're interested in. And a lot of times they'll be like, okay, like, yeah, maybe we can try and figure something out. I mean, it's not always going to be perfect, but it's just a matter of really saying like what you're interested in and seeing if they can fit that in. Like nothing is set in stone. There's no rules of like, you have to do this for this job. Mm -hmm. People forge their own path and that's how innovation happens. That's how new ideas come about. Like Mm -hmm. that's just a great way to. That's how companies play up people's strengths to the fullest ability. And that's how they keep their employees because they care about 
like I was just saying, I'm not super happy. And they were like, well, we don't want that. And that is the mark of a great company. Like my company is fantastic. It's not about the company at all that I'm unfulfilled. It's just the work I'm doing. Yeah. All that being said, if you have a certain lack of some things, then it's just not going to work. Like, I mean, right. either like you there's... need to negotiate to a bet to a more fulfilled state, or you need to seek a new job. Totally. Like, I think there's these there's one thing of just saying like, I have a really negative mindset about this job because I don't like working. I don't like a nine to five. I don't like some of the work I'm doing. And so now I'm going into it with a negative mindset, but there's also these very tangible things that can be lacking in your place of work, like compensation, trust and respect, support community. If there's a lack of compensation, if you can't negotiate to a higher salary and you've tried or you know, you're at the top of your pay grade and there's just nowhere else to go up. I think that's just like, you need to seek a new job because if your compensation only goes so far and that is one of the number one things that can make you feel fulfilled, then there's, it doesn't seem like there's any um, compromise there. Uh, Another thing that I think is really important at work is the trust and respect from your leadership and from your coworkers to be able to do the job that you can without being like micromanaged, without being talked down to. If, you know, I've worked for people who are very condescending, people who look over every single thing that I do before and then have like so many comments on it. And (sighs) And it's, it makes you really nervous when doing your job. It makes you less creative. It makes you feel like you can't mess up. I just think that it's not, it's not a good recipe for a company if you're feeling like that. And it's really hard when you have a problem with your leadership because, you know, you, it's easy to work with a coworker. You don't really get along with that well because you don't, have to take orders from them. But when you have to take orders from someone and that person is contributing to your feeling unfulfilled, that just to me seems like it's a really hard thing to navigate. Yeah, I agree. What kind of trust means to me is like low supervision. Like I don't want someone looking over my shoulder every five seconds. And I'm sure that you feel the same way, but I've had jobs in the past where they've like taken screenshots of my computer and logged my Ugh. my mouse clicks and stuff <gasps> and and that if is I, shocking yeah and not illegal which there's no trust there there's no respect and it makes me feel like I'm you know in elementary school yeah and the teacher needs to watch my every move and that's just it made me feel really like imprisoned I think in the mm-hmm. job and really trapped yeah. So it sounds like low supervision, not having a micro micromanaging supervisor is a part of what it looks like to be fulfilled at work for you. Like, I think every, I think this is different for everyone, you know, what it, what it means to someone to be fulfilled. And I think just something I want to say about that is I have had such a negative mindset around work in the past like year or so. And it makes it really hard to be fulfilled. And finally, the other day, the reason I thought of doing this episode, I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time, but I just thought to myself, like, what, what does it actually, what would it actually look like for me to be fulfilled? Not, you know, not what is my dream job? Not what would I love to be doing if I could do anything? It's more of like, 
what would it actually look like to me to feel fulfilled? And I think that's the one thing you have to ask yourself because all jobs are going to have parts of them that suck. Everyone, Mm -hmm. literally everyone hates something about their job, wants to quit at some point. Celebrities, like literally I was listening to Girls Gotta Eat the other day and they were like, you know, we, we work super hard. We don't, she's, it was one of the girls was like, I don't want to get up and get on a flight to Mexico tomorrow because we have shows down there, but that's so cool. I'm not going to complain about that, but it's like, there's parts of everything that's still a job and it's still going to suck. It's not always going to be great. And you're going to have to work. Like there's very, very few lucky people who don't have to work in this life. And honestly, I think they would feel like left out or like unfulfilled by not working because it does actually like contributing to society is part of living a fulfilling life. But if you're, if your job isn't fulfilling and you don't feel like you're doing that, then it's hard to feel fulfilled. A hundred percent. So I think the big question and like almost the big takeaway from this section is to just say, what does it mean to be fulfilled at work to me? Mm-hmm. And that could be applied in life too. But I think, a, I think a lot of people feel this unfulfillment at yeah. their job. And and I think also there's this like idea of letting go of your dream job, whatever it is, even if it's like super unrealistic, like a hundred percent. And I think that another big thing to add on to that is just letting go of the idea that you would be happier doing that. Like yeah, that's, exactly. I think that's the big thing. Like if you want to be an influencer, go off to do mm-hmm. the steps, do what it takes to become a uh, personality on the internet, whatever. Sure. If you want to do that, that's great. That's still going to take work, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, if you're doing it just because you think you'll be getting to this destination of happiness, of joy, of contentment, of of fulfillment, my God, goodbye, of fulfillment, (laughs) that's not a reason to do it. And that's a huge thing that I've had to let go of is not that I've ever like been so serious about doing that, but it sounds so nice to just be paid for being alive. But first of all, those people still work super hard. And second of all, you think that you'll get to this place of, oh, finally, once I get this thing, I'll be happy. And I think that's what you have to let go of. Mm -hmm. And this is not something that's never been said, but I think it's a great thing to apply it to work where you think once I get into this career path, like I would be so happy if I became this type of person at this type of job you, it's still going to be a job. You're still going to hate it some days and that's totally fine. But once you actually let go of that, you can also enjoy it more. Like you can say, I don't have to be obsessed with my job to deserve happiness and joy. Like, like I was saying before, you shouldn't have to feel like you need to earn it. Like you need to work harder and put in the grind to get to this point where you deserve to be fulfilled. Yeah. You know, and and not to mention if you're putting the fate of your happiness in the hands of your job, that is not, that's going to take a turn for the worse because that's something that can be taken away at any moment is a job where you exactly. Yeah. It's like you put, so if you put so much pressure on your job to bring you happiness when it doesn't, you're going to be like, this sucks. I'm unfulfilled. I hate my job. Whereas if you take the pressure off of it and say, this isn't the thing that needs to make me happy. I don't need to be happy here all the time. Just like you're never happy all the time. You're never fulfilled all the time. You're never going to feel perfect all the time. So if you take the pressure off of your job and not to mention 
relationships, the way your body looks, all these different things. If you take the pressure off of those things to make you happy and you just say, I deserve to be happy and fulfilled and content as I am right now in this moment, I deserve it. And I'm, I'm capable of feeling those things. Mm -hmm. You take the pressure off of all these external things. Yeah. Including your job. And also saying that if I'm not, that if I'm not happy in this moment, if I'm not happy with certain things in my life or who I am or whatever, that you don't have to be that 24 seven and it's, it's okay. That's a normal part of life. And it doesn't make you any less fulfilled. In fact, it makes you feel more fulfilled overall because then you know what it feels like to really achieve something to really find that happiness, you know? I guess I, I think there's two different things. Like if you want to get to those different places, there are, you can take these actions to change the way that you're feeling, but it shouldn't be because you feel like once I get here, finally, it'll be, everything will be good. Once Mm -hmm. I can just get this next thing, once I can just get that perfect job, or once I can do this next thing, like I will have earned the right to like feel happy. But I think what you're saying is like, you can take these steps to bring more of this into your life, but you don't have to put the pressure on it to make you feel like happy or whatever. I think if you're lacking a big thing that you can be lacking at work is support and community. When I made this list of what does fulfillment look like to me? I wanted it to be really personal. And one of the things was building relationships with coworkers and clients, like building these authentic relationships. It just feels good. And I do have Mm -hmm. a lot of great relationships with people at work. I have a lot of friends at work. I feel like I love building relationships with clients and like having, having that sort of like professional relationship with people. And it feels good to go into a place and feel like you have support and feel like you have a community around you of people who want to lift you up and help you be better. And also just like people to be friends with, you know, Mm -hmm. that's like a, that's a huge thing for me. You know, being part of this inspiring creative community was another thing on my list. Like just having people around to bounce ideas off of or something like that feels exciting to me. People who have this common goal in mind or something and you're all working towards something you feel supported in that I feel like there's a lot of unity in having a common goal and I I mean I I have one of my favorite things about the job I have now is my relationship with my coworkers who have become some of my closest friends and who actually I'm excited to see when I go to work who I feel like are going to support me and not only that are going to help me in the future get those jobs that I want. And cause they want me to feel fulfilled at work overall and kind of also going off that, not just like the coworkers at work, but the people that you are interacting with. I mean, I work in a library, so I am constantly interacting with the community and not always the best and brightest of the community. There's a kind of a lack of fulfillment with that, where I, I want to serve a community. I just don't think it's that one. Yeah, there's definitely a huge difference between your clientele being the general public and Mm -hmm. your clientele being people who are also working. That's a huge thing for me. Like I want to work with people who are also working. Like I want my clientele to also be at their job, which is what I do right now. You know, there's just like a much bigger level of professionalism there. Yeah. Whereas if you work in retail, restaurants, community, like in the community, such as at a library or anything like that, where you're just dealing with the general public, it is shocking 
to say the mm-hmm. least. And it's just, it's just difficult. It, it, it's honestly yeah. hard because you have to be professional, but they don't, they're just in their personal life. Yep. They're just vibing. So they'll treat you however they want. So that is a huge thing. Like some people love working with the general public, the community, they want to help people like that. That's what they love to do. And so that's how, like, what I'm saying is that everyone's idea of fulfillment at work is going to look different and it, n- nothing is wrong. It's just so yeah. important to like, think about what that really means to you, not what it means to your friends or your family or what you see on social media. Like it's all so specific to our lives and experiences and everything. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And also something about working with the public is I am not able to work from home at all. Like my job is about being there and being with the public. I would feel just like way more fulfilled if I did get work from home days. And I think there's like a balance for sure. I really like going into the office and I feel like I get more done and I, you know, I like the interaction with coworkers. I feel like that's really important, but also those like rest days would be super important to me. Like my brother, he had, he works from home Tuesdays and Thursdays. I feel like that'd be just like the perfect amount, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think flexibility is so important for those reasons you said, just like having the option to work from home if you need to, like I got back super late last night from the Nuggets game and I was like, I don't want to have to get up and commute into work again in the morning. Like I'm just going to work from home and I can do that. And that's so nice that I can just make that decision to work from home and no one's going to question it. Like I'm just working from home. And that's obviously become so much more prevalent with COVID and the transition to remote work. And so I think that's another thing. If that's something you're missing in your job, which like you are, it's like these things are tangible things that would constitute being like, I actually want to look for another job. And and at any point, if you want to find another job, you should. I just think going back to the same thing of like not placing all your happiness in that, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Another thing that really helps me feel fulfilled at work is kind of feeling like important or valued by my coworkers or by the leadership. Like just recently we've had some turnover at my job. And I think I talked about this, but one of the lead interior designers on this really large project that I was on um, left and I took over that project. And all of a sudden I felt like much more valued. And it's not that I like, it's not that they weren't valuing me before. It was just that I became the person that everyone was kind of coming to about the interior design of this project. And I was the point person for communication regarding interior design. And I was so much more involved and it actually did make me so much more invested and feel way more fulfilled at work because I actually started to care about the work that I was doing, which is another thing on my list is being proud of my work and doing it well. Like when you don't feel fulfilled, you don't work well, you don't do your, you know, you don't put in a hundred percent or even not that you should be putting in a hundred percent every day, but you don't do your best work. And therefore you aren't proud of your work. And then it's just a cycle. You're not fulfilled because, or you're not fulfilled. So you don't put in your best work. So then you don't feel proud of the work that you did. And then you feel more unfulfilled. And that was kind of the cycle that I was getting into. And all of a sudden when leadership and my coworkers started, I don't even, I don't really know even how to say it because it's not that I was not valued. It was just that I was kind of the low man on the totem pole. I was just kind of doing what I was asked. And then kind of came time that I was the one making decisions and I felt important and that my work was like making a difference or is making a difference. 
with these projects and my fulfillment level at work went way up. And I think that's a big thing. It's just a little bit of recognition goes a long way, a little bit of positive feedback or just feedback in general that, that shows you that people are paying attention to the work you're doing, like not in a micromanaging way, but in a way that's like, you're not just someone in the company who doesn't matter, you know, like you want to feel like you matter there. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing, especially for leadership to like take notice of. Yeah. And I've kind of experienced that too recently. I've, I've been kind of like the point person on this brand new technology that we're getting at the library. And I've just kind of made it my job to understand everything about it. And because I'm kind of diving deep into this project and getting good feedback on it about how much I know about it, it's been making me way more interested in my work. And I think that that those like positive feedbacks kind of, they, they kind of take two different paths. So first of all, I think that to get to really feel invested and get that positive feedback and kind of create those goals, you need to be inspired in your job. And I think that kind of comes with like creativity, which you can find creativity in any space. It doesn't matter. Like you could be in engineering and find it. It's there. It created creativity looks different to everyone. There's not just like artistic creativity and that's it. It's just about being able to think of new ideas and follow them. And that can lead you to like, you know, discovering new parts about the job that you like and getting that good feedback. And then also, I think that after you achieve those goals or, you know, work towards those goals and receive that positive feedback, it opens up the door to new professional opportunities. And I think that's a really key point to a fulfilling job is if you think that you're developing professionally and that this is all of this experience is going to set you up for an even more fulfilling job in the future. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like you kind of feel like because I'm now feeling more fulfilled at work, I'm doing better work. Like you just kind of start to level up in every way. Mm-hmm. If you let yourself feel that it's like, I think in a way we almost don't want to, like, we want to be like, I'm happy at work because it's like work in general, like kind of sucks. Like no one's like, I cannot wait to get to work every single day. Like maybe some days, but in general, it's kind of like, I can't wait to leave here, you know? And so they don't, people don't want to be like, I feel really good at my job, but why can't we feel that? Like, why can't we allow ourselves to feel that? And I, and and I think inspiration and creativity are a huge part of that. Like you were saying, like, all Mm -hmm. we want is to feel inspired. Like, I want to feel like I'm inspired to do this great work. Like people want to build a company because they're inspired by something. They have this why they have this reason people are inspired by helping other people. So they get jobs Mm -hmm. to help other people. Like people want to feel inspired and excited and creative in whatever way that means, whatever, however that looks to them in their career. And if that's lacking, you're just not even going to care. You're not going to give a shit yeah. at all. And and I feel like there's this an, this intersection of inspiration with skill set. You know, you're the only one who has a particular skill set for the for something particular that inspires you, and that's why each person can be a new asset to a company, to the workforce in general, and. I think it's like finding the intersection and where you fit in 
that's like the key to finding a job that will fulfill you. Yeah, I totally agree. And just going back to what we talked about before of like allowing yourself to have those conversations and find what it is that inspires you and works with your skill set and and put you on a path to feeling really fulfilled in your work. I guess I had just like two more things on my list. One is just not feeling indifferent. I think it can be really easy. I think we kind of touched on this before, but when you feel indifferent to what you're doing, you literally don't care. And then you don't do good work. And then, you know, the cycle begins. And then another one is just having fun, not taking it all so seriously. I think that's a great one to just end this list on because it's like, once you take that pressure off of your job or, or life, like think certain things in life, certain like external things like a relationship or a house, or I don't even know, like just these certain things. If you take the pressure and the expectation off of that and just say, I can let myself have fun. I can let myself enjoy this. I'm giving myself permission to have fun with my work, do good Mm -hmm. work. Like I'm giving myself permission to feel happy and enjoy my life and the things I'm doing in my life. And it, it doesn't have to come from all this external validation it can all just be for fun. Like it's just, if you look at the bigger picture, it's like, this is, this is my livelihood. This is what I do to make money. But like, I can allow myself to enjoy it, even though we all want to say work sucks or whatever it does sometimes, of course, but why not at least give yourself the space to feel happiness in it and feel joy in it. Like imagine, just imagine if we stopped wanting to hate it, like stop wanting to complain about it so much or hate it so much, it's like, you can actually just enjoy it. Now that, now that it's not required to make you happy or required to be quote unquote perfect, it can just be good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for me, the block has always been like, I don't want to be happy at my job because there are some very specific things that make it not fulfilling. That doesn't mean that I can't like my job where I'm at, but I'm, I guess I'm afraid of being happy in it because I'm afraid that I won't look for new jobs if, if I'm happy in it. Right. Exactly. I'm, like I'm afraid think, of complacency. I right. guess. Uh-huh. I think that's a big thing that that's another big point that I want to talk about is that we're not suggesting complacency or just saying, just like be happy with it. It's like, if you're very, very unhappy and you are lacking some of these things that we just talked about for sure. Seek another job. Like you were just saying, once you allow yourself to actually enjoy it and be good at it, you can start to build up these new skill sets. It can actually help prepare you for the next thing Mm -hmm. because you're just looking at it with a different lens through a different perspective, a different mindset that it's this mindset of positivity or this mindset of, um, like, almost like abundance in a way of experiences or something like that, where if you start to look at it that way, those things will start to come your way. Whereas if you say like work sucks, it's like, well, you're not going to want to like find another thing. I just think if you open yourself up to being like, yeah, I can enjoy this. And I can also look for the next thing because I know this isn't for me, but I don't have to feel stuck here anymore because it's not that bad right now, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So depending on what kind of job you're in, In some jobs, staying there for longer and getting involved in the work is only going to help you in your future opportunities. If you're like 
a server at a restaurant, you know, staying at a, at this job longer, like the job doesn't change really. Like there's some new things, but overall it doesn't really change. And so if you're in a job like that, then, you know, I think that seeking a new job is as soon as possible, maybe, maybe a good step if it's not fulfilling you. However, if you're in a job right now that, you know, maybe it's missing a few things, but it has a few others, you can take a long time to seek new work that fulfills you more because you are gaining that experience and those skills that are going to help you, first of all, understand what is fulfilling to you. And then second of all, getting that job that is fulfilling to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a great point. Yeah, I think that a lot of that can be even just carried over into life in general. And I think we wanted to kind of close out the episode talking about that. I heard something the other day. I can't remember. I was listening to some podcast and, and it was like, yeah, every we're all addicted to suffering. And I was like, that can't be true. And then I was like, maybe, honestly, it is. Not for everybody, of course, but like in a way as human beings, I think we have this thing where like, for example, like when just going back to the work thing, when someone asks like, how was work? I'm never quick to be like, it was so good. I had such a good day at work. Like I got so much done. I had a really fun time at lunch with these coworkers or something like, I'm always like, eh, you know, it was work, works, work. work. Oh, it sucked. Oh, this thing happened. And it was so terrible. And I just can't wait to talk about the bad parts of it. And this is not an isolated incident. Like I I can't tell if it's that we, we don't want to sound like my life is great to other people. Like you kind of want to downplay certain things, I think sometimes so that you don't sound like you're boasting or like bragging about like how great your life is and how much you love it. Or, and you also don't want to sound naive. Like you don't want to sound like, oh, they just like, don't know what's coming or they don't, they don't know like the hardships of X, Y, and Z. So you kind of want to be like, yeah, I get it. Like when someone else says, oh, this thing happened to me at work and it was shitty. You're like, I totally get that. This thing happened to me. And it's like, are we trying to like one up each other with like our terrible days? It's kind of like, and I just notice this a lot and it's not, it's not even always negative people who are doing it. Like, I don't think I'm a negative person, but I do have a really negative mindset around work and when it comes to other parts of my life, I'm like, yeah, I, I had so much fun today doing this thing. But when it's work, I'm just like, Ugh, it was just work. Like it just sucked. And I'm like, it didn't really suck that bad. I'm just like kind of in a bad mood maybe, or maybe I'm tired or I don't know what it is, but do you feel this way where you're like, I just want to talk about the bad parts, but it's, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not like, I know I'm not alone in that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely feel similarly where I, you know, want to talk about the bad parts more. However, I think that it's not just because we don't want to sound boastful or just because we don't want to seem naive. I think the deeper reason for it is that it's extremely hard to convey an eight or nine hour experience into just a few words, you know? And I think it's maybe more about instead of, you know, when someone asks you how was work, instead of saying like, it was good, it was bad. You can just go into what happened with it because there's just so much nuance in a day. It's hard to convey it. So either you have to give a highlight and a low light, or you just say, 
like, this is what I'm working on. And I'm really excited about it, you know, and Mm -hmm. kind of just like completely change your perspective on it. And I've been trying to do this a little bit more. I was just going to say, I love that you said like, talk, like thinking of like one high part and one low part or something. I think when you really, it's like so easy to just be like, I don't want to talk about work. I just worked for nine hours. Why would I want to talk about it? And then you're just kind of annoyed and you're like, work was work. It was fine. But if you really look back on your whole day, there's like this like thing that a lot of people do, like, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst? And I don't think that's to be like, I don't know. I don't think it's so much about thinking of the best and worst parts of your day. It's almost like actually looking back on your day with like a realistic lens of saying Mm -hmm. like, what actually did happen today? Like thinking back and being like, what actually did happen? First of all, remembering your day instead of just like, well, another day just passed me by, you know, it's like, okay, you actually remember your day. Then you say like, what was the best part of my day? Like you actually think back, what was a good thing? Cause it's so easy to remember if something bad happens. You're like, that was shitty. When a good thing happens, you're like, well, yeah, but I deserve that. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, yeah, obviously that was going to happen to me. No, but you're just not as likely to remember it. Just like you're not as likely to remember great customers, but you remember all the terrible ones. So unless they give you like a hundred dollars, but like if someone's just like slightly rude, you're like, this tastes terrible. This is so bad. And it's like, well, what about all the people that were so nice to you? You know? So I think if you look back and you say, what was the best part of my day? Okay. Yeah. That was a great thing that happened. Actually. I forgot that even happened, but that was great. What was the worst part? Okay. That sucked. But was it really that bad? Like, of course there are going to be, we're going to have terrible days. Terrible things are going to happen on certain days of our lives. And those days are few and far between, thankfully, I think, you know, so I think it's just, it's good to look at it in perspective of what was the best thing. What was the worst thing you kind of take stock of your whole day. And then you can kind of see that like, Oh, the best thing. Yeah, that was great. And the worst thing. Yeah, it wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst thing to happen to me. It was just like, not a great thing, you know? Yeah. I love the saying by the Buddha life is suffering because, and yeah, it it sounds pretty morbid, but I think that there, there are a lot of ways where we can change our perspective so that we can feel more fulfilled and feel more grat- gratitude with where we are in life and just be happy with it. It's one of the hardest things to do. That's why I think life is suffering is so true because if life was rainbows and butterflies, then we wouldn't have to trying to always be work on working on feeling gratitude. Gratitude would just be the first thing we went to, you know, and for some people that is that it's a better, it's easier for them. I still think that they just have a better habit of gratitude than maybe we do. I, I still think that suffering is, is the constant in everyone's life. You know, you say the people who are, have a better habit of feeling gratitude. I feel like those people are probably more not even happier. Like I hate the word happy. I just think it's yeah. so subjective, but fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we've, because we haven't said that enough in this episode, but I hear you're saying, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's like not meant to be a pessimistic. It's like realist. And it, and it is true. A lot of life is going through pain and going through these hard things. Like it's not perfect by any stretch. I think if you make this space for yourself to let yourself enjoy the good parts or just like every moment of your life, you know what I'm saying? Every moment Mm -hmm. of your life is important. Every moment of your life is something you're never going to get back. This is not 
a hot take, but it's, it's. Wait, you mean I can't go back in time? You mean we can't time travel? But if you take a step back and just say every moment of my life is a moment of my life. This is part of my life. Why would I want to wish away any moment of it? I think like one thing that I've been trying to understand is that like, I actually feel like when I was depressed, life is suffering was kind of like my mantra in the most negative way, but like coming out on the other, out on the other side of depression, I felt like even though that it still feels true, it doesn't feel true in the same way. Like now I'm like, life is suffering. So any moments that I don't feel like I'm suffering, I want to really like cherish and like seeing the good parts in it and minimizing the suffering as much as possible is kind of the goal of life. Yeah, I hear you. I think something that someone told me, she just said, do you believe right now that you are worthy of love, happiness, joy, peace, whatever, whatever it is, do you like feel right now as you are that you are worthy? Or do you feel like once you get this certain thing, you will then be able to feel those things? And I was like, to be completely honest, I feel like once I get these certain things, I'll feel better. I still feel like that some days and I have to check myself because it's like, if you're constantly, I mean, if you're constantly looking forward to the next thing and you're constantly thinking that the next thing is going to make you happier, you will never be fulfilled. You will never feel it because you will always want the next thing. You'll always want more. And you'll always, I think it's just so important. And this is something that I'm still working on. And this was a long time ago that somebody asked me this question. It's so easy to say, once I get this, get into this career, I'll be more fulfilled and I'll be happier. Once I make this much money, I'll be able to do this thing. Once I lose this much weight, I'll be able to do this thing. Once I meet this specific person, like your soulmate or something, I'll finally be happy. I can finally like feel these things. And it's almost this idea. I just, where's my phone? I just posted this thing or reposted this thing on my story today that just like really stuck with me. It was basically just saying like, how much time could you spend in the actual living of your life? If you let go of striving for more, how much more beautiful would this moment right here become for you? And I think that's just kind of like the gist of the episode that we're trying to get at in a way, or at least this last section. If you can let go of the idea that once you get to the next goal, you'll then you'll be happy, then you'll feel fulfilled, or even like then you'll be worthy of something. Like a long time ago in an episode, I, I mentioned something about feeling unworthy of love because of the way that my body looked. And that that was something that I was working on. And it's like, it's so true. You think this is just one example, like, oh, once I reach this goal weight, then someone will like finally love me. And that's just one example. Once I get this dream job, I'll finally not hate my job. It's like, that's a really difficult way to live life because you won't ever, if that's, if that's your mindset, you will never get to that thing that you want to get to that, that feeling, you know, you might reach the goal, but then you'll just think you still won't be happy. You still won't be fulfilled. You might feel different. You might build different things or grow in certain ways. But if if you can't feel fulfilled right now, if you don't feel worthy of those certain things right now, having another external thing 
won't get you there. Mm-hmm. You'll continue to feel like you need the next thing because you're you're placing your happiness and your joy in external things. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I think I think I completely agree with you with the like striving to the next thing is, you know, is the is not actually making you happy. I completely agree with that because you don't need to just push yourself for the sake of pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be comfortable where you are. You can be happy where you are. And reaching a goal doesn't mean making a new higher goal. Yeah. I think what, what the one thing we're not preaching in this episode is complacency. And yeah. I want to make sure that that's not, that's not being misconstrued at, out of what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying that you should always work towards something that you want, but not because you think that once you get there, you will finally have reached happiness or you will have reached fulfillment when you get to this imaginary place. If there's one thing that we can agree on, it's that fulfillment is not just going to come from work. Right. Right. Yeah. That's it's yeah. It's not going to make you feel like you have like more worth or something, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. And once take, I'm not going to attach it to that. Right. And once you take the pressure off of it to be that, because I think in, in our society, there's a huge, huge emphasis put on the working world and the mm-hmm. fact that work is who you are and what you do. Yeah. Like, is that not the first question people ask you when they meet you? What do you do? What do you do? Absolutely. Because it's like, that's like basically your identity in this society. And so it's so easy to put the pressure on that to say, this thing is supposed to be my identity. It's supposed to make me happy and it's not. So there's mm-hmm. something wrong. Whereas if you take the pressure off and say, this thing doesn't have to make me happy all the time. No job is going to make me happy all the time because it's a job. It's not always fun. Yeah. It sucks sometimes. But yeah. if you take the pressure off of it, you almost open up space to actually let yourself enjoy the enjoyable moments of it. And, yeah. and, it, and it becomes something that is better and something that you're seeing through a new perspective, something that you have a more positive mindset towards. And I think that that same philosophy can be applied to like your life in general, you know? Totally. Absolutely. And I, I actually will say that taking the pressure off of every area of my life has been probably one of the biggest contributors to improving my mental health because I used to put so much pressure on almost every part of myself and it would create these expectations that I would not be able to meet because I was struggling with mental illness, which would make me deal with more mental illness. And it was a cycle of just feeling guilty about things. So taking that pressure off of, you know, having to like your job or having to have everything organized, having to always be up to date on the things that you're doing or have the perfect Instagram post, whatever it is, taking the pressure off of those things, even just like this podcast, taking the pressure off of having to post every single week has made us be more excited about be, it. Yeah. Be more successful in it because we're like, yeah. now that we don't have to say we have to get an episode out. And even if it's way too hard to get out and we're forcing it and it's not even good content, we're still going to do it because we're putting all this pressure on it to be perfect. And once we had a conversation saying, let's just take the pressure off of it. When we can release, we will release. We've now released two episodes in a row because we're just like, yeah, it feels fun again. It doesn't feel like 
this thing that's, that has to be so perfect. And I just love the quote that says, now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. Yeah. And it's just like, I just love that. Like when you take that pressure off of it needs to be perfect and it needs to be exactly this one way, you can then start to be like, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. And then you do start to notice all the good things because you're not just focusing on the things that are going wrong. It's not perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Love that. I mean, we kind of came, we kind of came to somewhere at the end, so that's good. Yeah. We came full circle for sure. (laughs) I, I hope that some part of this episode was helpful. I know we jumped around a lot, but I think it's just something that a lot of people struggle with, whether it's with work or something else. I don't know. That's all I have to say. That's it. (laughs) That was good. That was a great wrap up. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with this super long episode. I mean, we just already knew we had a lot to say because right out the gate, Nicole's like, uh, I made a doc for the episode and I was like, it's really it's five pages long. I'm like, um, I'm really passionate about this yeah, because I'm really passionate about not being fulfilled at my yeah. job. Um, I'm really passionate about finding it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thanks for sticking through. If you want to hear more from us, I don't know why you would after this long ass episode, but if you want to, I could just trashes the whole thing at the end. She's like, thanks for sticking around. Sorry. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, it was good. It was good. I liked it. It's just, you know, how, how long can you possibly listen to two people speak? I mean, I'm sure we'll get this down to like an hour and a half and it'll be fine. Yeah. That's not like so long. It's not like unheard of. I'm sure we'll get this down. She says. I'm sure we'll get this down. I'm sure um, we'll get this down, she says. <laughs> I'm sure Jackie will get this down to an hour and a half. <laughs> Which I swear. Um, um, yeah. But if, if you want to find more of us, you can go to Instagram. We're on Instagram at So Good So Far Podcast. You can also <laughs> find me at Jackie's Attic. You can find me at Nicole Pilgrim. And we'll be back next week. We are so excited to have a guest on. We haven't had a guest in so long. Yeah. And and we're really excited about this guest. Like really excited. We're really excited. Yeah. We'll be back next week. We hope you guys have a fantastic week and weekend and all that good stuff. It's been so So good so far.
yes, the brain cells oh, sorry, have been 75. diminished. <laughs> our, 